Hey Freakles, Madison here. Just wanted to pop in and say before the episode gets started, uh, there was a little bit of an audio issue with this particular episode. Apparently Mike's microphone was recording from his computer and not his regular podcast microphone. So his audio sounds a little like he's sort of underwater, um, you know, that kind of generic uh, laptop mic uh, sound. So I just wanted to say that we're aware of it and we apologize. I upped his volume uh, as much as I could without it sounding too distorted. Uh, but I just wanted to say his audio just sounds a little different than the uh, rest of ours. But we do hope you enjoyed this guest episode with Ian Gears and Lauren Grace Thompson, uh, the hosts of the None of the Film podcast and the writers and producers of The Vanishing Act. Uh, good friends of ours. Really excited to have them on. And we hope you enjoy. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Into a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast for two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Noll, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? No, no, no. No, no, no. Both you and me know that you have an excellent Sean Connery impression that I was expecting you to do. So do, do that one more time again before... All right, I have to do I have to do the line from the film that gets me into it, which is... Uh, your touchstone. He died in my arms. Coming soon to a theater near you, it's the Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema shibbling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Nolan, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? That's better. That was my Sean Connery impression. Good, <laughs> now you've got to do one where you talk about how many wives and lovers you've buried. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a very two lives and many love. I'm in no mood for any more. I... Wow. That's a good Connery. You underestimate impressed. how 15 years of watching this movie and, and, <laughs> and just quoting it to myself to keep myself amused helps to hone a Sean Connery impression. <laughs> wow. Uh, Can you, do you got a good Stuart Townsend in you as well? <laughs> uh, gentleman never tells. Uh, we, you've heard their voices. You uh, were pleased to be joined this week by the host of the Not Another Film Podcast and the writer and director of The Vanishing Act, Ian Gears and Lauren Thompson. Ian and Lauren, welcome to The Equalizers. Thank you so much. Thank I, you. Very I, excited to be here I for this movie. for you to oh, be yeah. here as well, as this is the movie I have been looking forward to doing the most and dreading the most. Um, oh, oh man, no, I've just, I've, I know this episode was coming. <laughs> We've just always kind of had to put it off because about the time we were going to do it, we then did Avengers, which was my, um, basically I watched this movie a lot to prep for it. The Avengers was basically League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, so I didn't want to turn around and then almost immediately do the same movie again. So we've been putting it off. And this I've, is the new The Avengers, not that Avengers movie that's on HBO. Still Sean Connery, yes. though. Yeah. There are multiple Avengers films well, floating around. We did um, <laughs> Avengers with an E, and it's where I took 20 something of our films and made a shared cinematic universe. 
and then a superhero team out of them. Love it. I love um, that. Not, but yes, love there is it. Sean Connery is in the British Avengers uh, movie with Ray Fiennes and Uma yes. Thurman. We'll do it at some point, film. Madison. It's pretty fun. It's just as baffling as this in many places. Uh, so <laughs> oh, yeah. to open for the group, what do we think? I know Madison had never seen it before today. Laura and Ian, have you ever seen League of Extraordinary Gentlemen before? I saw this in theaters. I, mm-hmm. like you, Mike, I loved this movie when I was in high school. Because I was just like, A, I was like, uh, I I thought I was, like like many of us, I, I don't want to speak for too many people, but because I recognized the literary figures in this movie, I thought that I was smarter than a lot of people. <laughs> so I was like, oh, cool. This is a heightened adventure film. <laughs> um, and uh, and I, I liked Alan Moore. I grew up reading the Alan Moore comics. And so I remember reading this comic um, uh, maybe a year or two before the movie had come out. And so I remember being very, very excited for the movie. And even though the movie was not super no, similar no. To, the, to the comic book, I still remember riding for it because it was at a time where i was like i mean you borderline had to do like 90 minutes of a piece of poop on screen for me to think it was a bad movie (laughs) until i was like 18 i was just like well movies are great all movies are great Uh, so i thought this movie was fantastic but i truly had not seen it in probably about 15 years until last night Mm -hmm. this i think was my third time attempting to watch the film Um, (laughs) yeah we should mention we've we've almost we've also almost done this for our podcast a couple times yeah i think ian has has like uh, low-key tried to start this movie at about 10 30 p.m a couple times um like since quarantine has started and uh it's failed every time because i've fallen asleep 20 minutes in every single time without fail um <laughs> i feel like if i had seen this movie around the time that you saw this movie i think i would have felt the same way um because i love a mashup <laughs> and so i'm like oh shit literature and movies it's great it's basically just elevated fan fiction which i love that was my whole vibe um, but I did not see this movie until last night slash this morning. Yeah, fun piece of trivia. This movie and movies like it are the entire reason Girl Talk had a career in the late 2000s <laughs> as a mashup artist. Yeah. Because he was so inspired by this. Yeah, I said we, one mashup equals another. Uh, people love it. Um, but yeah, no, I have not seen this until this moment. Um, and so I'm very glad to have finally joined the fray of people that have seen I this find film. it baffling that at late at night you fall asleep after a montage of basically World War One starting and then just a lot of talk about the Empire. Like I don't that's you're not <laughs> You've seen it once, you've seen it all, you know. <laughs> I get it, colonialism. Let's take steampunk, focus on the steam, leave out the punk. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of fun during this movie. It really kicked off for me when they got to Venice and it basically was a video game mission of we have to drive this car through through Venice yeah. <laughs> so we can uh, shoot off the signal so the bombs don't go off. Like, yeah, I want to play that level in the video game version of this movie but that probably doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. The video game aspects of this I loved. We're just like, this is a cutscene. Yeah. Let's just the graphics, <laughs> yeah. everything that was like a video game. Or it's like, all right, we've got to get. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, let's go. And then you go into the gameplay. The the gameplay of shooting at rooftops until he lands where you want. Exactly. In a in a corner of London that apparently no one lives in. Was that France? It was Paris. 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 Yeah, sorry. This is a very unpopulated film. Yeah. In terms of the city I noticed that too. I'm like, where are all the extras in some of these scenes, these streets that are that they're yeah, I guess so. Literally, um, they got ready to film. And then 
the heaviest rainfall for a hundred years hit Europe and it flooded and they lost seven million dollars worth of sets. One of their prop nautiluses legitimately sunk. And so they before they even <laughs> shot a frame of the movie, they were over budget because so much of their set design and everything was ruined by flooding. Oh, Wait, no. is that at the bottom of the ocean somewhere? I, I hope so. <laughs> I can only hope. Yes. Oh, shit. Hold on. I got to redo my entire pitch that's just a team that's going to recover that prop. Was that Alan Moore's... Clickety-clack, clickety-clack, clickety-clack. <laughs> Alan Moore's cave magic Probably. that he does in his like, know, little home. I know that like, this movie was played with that, and then also Sean Connor and the director could not agree on anything and they fought constantly reportedly they maybe came to blows over it at one point and like the director's in his 30s and sean connery was 70 i'm imagining the 70 year old sean connery just in a fist fight with a 30 year old man and like probably not doing terribly that's what happens that's what happens when they when they get attacked at like the 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 club from ace ventura 2 when they go in and attack alan quartermain and it's just like a 75-year-old Sean Connery just laying slow hits on these, like, spry 20-somethings that are all just, like, weighed down with metal plate armor. Uh, just... Like, I don't know if we drop an end table over the top of this guy. I guess that'll slow him oh. down. <laughs> that'll put him on even footing, I guess. Oh, that bar cart thing, like, when it gets, when the guy was stuck in it, I was laughing my ass off. I'm like, that was such a good move. <laughs> like, favorite, that's my... Yeah. It's so my funny. And he cannot my get out of it. he's pinned to that post with knives, and he's just doing straight punches into that guy's face. No, like, ducking and weaving. That guy's just coming straight. He just keeps punching him directly in the face. <laughs> that guy's like, meh, yeah. it's a living. <laughs> I also think it's like there's so much, because I've never been, ever since I learned the, the piece of trivia about Sean Connery's uh, agreeing yes. to be in this movie, like why mm. he agreed to be in it, I've never been able to look at this movie the same way again. So you saying that he almost came to blows with the director is just like, <laughs> man, this must have been just a perfect storm yeah. of hell for Sean Connery so, to be I see in. the look on Madison's face. The tidbit is that Sean Connery passed on, I believe, The Matrix, playing Morpheus, and on playing one of the wizards in Lord of the Rings, because he didn't understand the material. And so this came along, and he went, I'm going to be damned if I make that mistake a third time. So he just agreed to do the movie, even though he didn't understand the movie. He was just like, no, fine, yes, I'll do it. And apparently... Not reading the yeah. script. He just agreed it, to do it. And then this is the last yeah. movie he did. <laughs> I like the vision in my mind of him reading the script. And it's like, so I'm uh, I'm Quartermain talking to Tom Sawyer on the top of a submarine <laughs> about my dead son. <laughs> and this is supposed to be a tender moment, I guess. <laughs> like, Who's playing Tom Sawyer? See, that's implying. Shane West. I love to walk to remember. <laughs> See, that's implying that he read the script, which True. he definitely didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, for sure. Right. He definitely got to set the day of like this is the scene. He's like, oh fuck it, this may as well happen. I'll just tell a story about something that actually happened to me. My son actually died. Yeah. <laughs> Slow down, Pacey. Maybe we'll get to your scene next. <laughs> so imagine he has no idea what anybody else in this movie has been in before. <laughs> So I saw Stuart Townsend, they poached you for Lord of the Rings also, right? How am I supposed to fight an invisible man if I can't see him? I hate method acting. Man, what an interesting conversation that could be between Stuart Townsend and and Connery. Connery about like, oh, so I turned down Lord of the Rings and you got fired from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Who got it worse, Sonny? Yeah. yeah, which one of us feels worse about that? Well, I obviously love this movie. It sounds like. Generally, the the it was a positive experience with warts included. 
Hundred percent. It may surprise yeah. you, Lauren. There are some people who have other opinions um, about the movie. I've plumbed oh, the yeah. depths of. I I've can imagine the depths of Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> and I have the best reviews here. It's time again, gang, for Daddy's Tomato. So our first review here comes from Lewis W, who gave it a half star, and I think it's a point ranking system of everybody uh, in the movie. So 2.0, Jason Fleming, who was Dr. Jekyll. 2.0 to Terry O'Neill, who played Ishmael. One point. What's the difference between two points and 2.0? Uh, I mean, nobody... Some people get a half point, but nobody gets like one and a half or two and a half. It's it also like, it takes away the hope in your head of like, oh, it's a two, but maybe they're rounding down. They're like, no, we're not. <laughs> a solid 2.0. Yeah. Sean Connery gets a one. Uh, Nazardine Shaw, who was Nemo, gets a point five. Peter Wilson, who was Mina, gets a point five. Stuart Townsend gets a point five. Basically, everybody gets a point five, and then Richard Roxburgh does as well. What kills me is the two people who got the highest ratings in his estimation were Doctor Jekyll and Ishmael. <laughs> Ishmael. Ishmael is I not a thing in this I movie. I hate Ishmael so much. There's and it's this dumb bit where he comes out after he's been shot by Dorian Gray. He goes, it was Gray. Gray fooled us all. It's like, you're not part of this. You're not the team. You're not on the team. What are you talking (laughs) about? You're not a full team member. The other thing about it was... You're a valet. We we had this argument while we were watching it where I was like, that's Captain Nemo. And then he he says, call me Ishmael. And then Lauren goes, no, he's Ahab. And I said, no, he's Nemo. Mm-hmm. This movie. I was like, I'm confused. <laughs> I, this movie is just playing mix em ups on when, us. When they did, when he said, "Call me Ishmael," I, I audibly said out loud, "Fuck you," because <laughs> like, I was like, because I, I think that's when, because I think that's, I think that's when I realized this movie was just going to be a ton of literary references, <laughs> like, like t- yeah. kind of like wedged in, like here and there. None of them was as bad as that one, I don't think. But like, I was just like. I also had my own fuck you moments, and most of them were to do <laughs> with Mina. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I guess that's one of the warts that, as I've gotten older, it's like, oh yeah, that really sucks a lot. Just every part of that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. But uh, I watched this movie with friend of the show and Avenger Jackson Eflin for gratuitous pausing uh, about a year ago, and his co-host Alex had a similar, um, a lot of like, we get it. It's a literary reference. Like just yelling anger. <laughs> we get it. Like Ishmael. Uh, you made you made great time getting here. Not as good as Philly Schwab, but around the world in 80 days. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Like just throwing in um, bits like that. But yeah, it was. Oh, man. And as someone who admittedly loves like literary references, like like the the project that Lauren and I write has so many references in it. There is a part of me that also like, yeah, watching something like this, there's just a lot of like, oh, yeah, I fucking, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get, yet I still had to look up like who like, like the book that Alan Quartermain was in. Yeah, that's because I was just like, oh yeah, Alan Quartermain. That's an original Alan Moore character, and then it's oh no, it's not. I'm an idiot. Okay, Point League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I, that was the one I didn't get as a kid. I just was like, I, I looked it up. And it was, oh, he's like just kind of the the original Indiana Jones type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just him getting to do a younger reboot. Of Henry Jones, like the younger years yeah. in his older years. Uh, our next review comes from Eric H, who gave this one star. This ain't Casablanca, nor is it Titanic, for which I am eternally sorry, for which I eternally thank the God. 
Now, there was an overhyped piece of inaccurate trash that pretended to be history, but I digress. But it's kind of fun. Anyway, as long as one doesn't take it too seriously. End of review. Wait, they think this is trying to be historically accurate? I'm pretty sure they're saying Titanic. In the the middle of the review is, it's not Titanic, thank God. Now, there was an overhyped piece of inaccurate trash that pretended to be history, but I digress. But this movie's kind of fun, as long as one doesn't... No, no, they're... They're drawing the line. Yeah. They're drawing the comparison between the two. It more sounds like they have some more dirty laundry around Titanic mm-hmm. than League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Like, well, I already left my review on Titanic, so I have to continue my bad review to reach a wider audience to warn people they're, not to watch Titanic. They're subtweeting on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. apparently. We get that a lot in Daddy's yeah. subtweets of other films. Or this review was, I kind of like the movie, but you know what I didn't like? And then they go on a long rant about a vaguely similar movie. Uh, mm-hmm. We get that a lot yeah. as well. But yeah, I just love that the body of their review, pretty much 99% of this was just ragging on Titanic. Uh, <laughs> like you do. Nicholas A, I think, gave us one star. I didn't get the star rating down. I don't know whose idea it was for the now not-racist Hyde to fight a gi- giant scrotum in the third act, but I hope they're on the dole now. End of review. Uh, on the dole, I looked up the slang for unemployed. Yeah. So nice. their nice. complaints, <laughs> one, are that they made Hyde not racist, and two... That he fought a giant scrotum in the third act. Yeah, the hashtag make hide racist again <laughs> movement is not yeah. a movement that I've I've necessarily been mm-hmm, a big mm-hmm, part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I get it. I think you could also make the argument that this movie does abomination before abomination <laughs> mm-hmm. does abomination in The Incredible Hulk. Because they just think, they, I don't know, I just kind of feel like we've run out of interesting ways to make giant... Monkey man. <laughs> yeah. In in regards to the giant scrotum man, there's a there's a point when the henchman guy is drinking the potion to become the giant scrotum man, and uh and Hyde is just like looks at him. He's like, no, not all of it. And I laugh. <laughs> I had to stop the movie and laugh out loud because it is the most. <laughs> Because imagine like he's also like spraying yeah. his face. With he's like it. doing a fucking keg stand with that thing. <laughs> his hand is also shaking so badly when he does it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I I I've just realized like I I felt that moment too. Like right after I ate a whole pizza. No. Not all of <laughs> Actually, that would have been a better scene if we just watched that man eat a whole pizza. Just like <laughs> not the whole thing. One by one. Uh, God, yeah. <laughs> I just um, love this idea, Madison, that you... you're trying to bring Hyde into the meme oh, age. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. That's what I'm trying to birth here, because that's just, I think it's too perfect. Uh, look, you got to be known for something, and if Hyde <laughs> meme culture is yours, go for it. Chase that blitz. <laughs> you yeah. know what? I, that is an uncornered market. Go for it. Um, <laughs> I'll make it happen. Our last review. It's you and the Sparknotes Twitter. <laughs> I love the Sparknotes Twitter. James S. is our last review here with half a star. Alan Moore would be rolling in his grave were he dead. End of review. <laughs> is that a threat? <laughs> They're going to hunt down Alan Moore, I think. That is the most Ooh. ominous Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> review I've ever heard. I mean, Alan Moore hates every adaption of everything he's ever made. He might have, he probably was wish, wishing that he was dead when he was watching this. Yeah. Liked. I mean, he so. is very adamant that he made these to be comics and that is, he has told the story and they mm-hmm. should be 
which is you know that's fine. I don't. I'm not. That's fair. Judging him for that opinion, I think he just then has never been satisfied with anything that's been done with his properties. Alan Moore's a huge fan of Radiohead. Everything in its right place. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the last of the tomatoes. I do want to shout out Directors C, who is a super reviewer. Who, as far as I can tell, every review they ever did has just been http backslash backslash images dot rottentomatoes.com backslash images backslash user backslash icons backslash icons 13 dot gif. That was their review for this movie, so I clicked on their profile, and literally every movie they've ever reviewed, that's the only thing in the review box. That's how you get super. That's how you get <laughs> oh, a super yeah. reviewer. I'm pretty sure that's how you turn into Freakazoid. League of Extraordinary Reviewers is a... Uh, is... <laughs> That's the next level. <laughs> Damn it. Now we have to rewrite it again. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack. <laughs> All right. So that's the end of Terrence Madison. Do you have any bits, any japes? No year? bits. No segments for this Still one. Still in a bit drought. <laughs> Still in a bit drought. No. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't come up with another a new thing to annoy you with yet. So. <laughs> Blessed silent. All right. Well, it could just be continual Connery yeah, yeah. impressions. Like. Doing the whole episode in a Connery impression. Honestly, if Madison <laughs> did a whole episode in an, in one impression, I would be impressed because Madison's accents usually can't last more than about four sentences, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Oh no, no. Um, probably. What's your favorite? Uh, oh, the Crypt Keeper character I've done. The Crypt Keeper. Crypt Keeper. Of course. The Crypt Keeper. Yeah. It goes from Crypt Keeper <laughs> to Mrs. Fowl from Jimmy Neutron to just general old person. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Jimmy. It's a good. Carl. That's a good Mrs. Fowl. Love birthday. Yeah. Okay. Shout out, shout out to those writers who just made a woman a bird. Yep. <laughs> like the the writers of Jimmy Neutron truly don't get enough credit for creating a like the writers of Jimmy Neutron, the writers of Hey Arnold don't get enough credit for creating like truly weird weird worlds. Yes. Yeah. Llamas. Yeah, character is just obsessed Third with person, llamas. Llamas, Ultra Lord. Ultra Lord. It's great. It's just oh, so many good things. Yeah, I, I love Jimmy Neutron so much. That musical episode that they did it was great. Macbeth in, Macbeth in space. Macbeth in space. Lives in my brain. The best episode of television, maybe ever. Uh, it's legendary. My uh, the, one time I heard somebody say Doug was just Diet Hey Arnold, and I've never known peace again. <laughs> <laughs> See, but Doug is also, it's just yeah. as weird. Doug just sold out well, to Disney. Not as, like, it, yeah. Less happens in Doug. We're like, Doug's, I don't know, less entertaining than, than Hey Arnold, because it's such a weird town that Hey Arnold lives in. Yeah, it's just like, it's like, we're going to give you New York at its most New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, unless anybody has another 90s cartoon they want to talk about or an impression, uh, we can- Cat dog. Cat, cat dog. Right. Cat dog. All right, let's talk about cat dog. <laughs> No, oh, no, no, I don't have nightmares tonight. No. Winslow's the scariest mouse on you TV. You said cat dog three times, we now have to talk about it for 20 minutes. You know the oh, rules. No, they, showed up. <laughs> they showed up behind me. No, but you didn't say it into the mirror, so it's okay. It won't appear and haunt us at night. The greasers just showed up behind me and kicked my ass. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, then, uh, if there's nothing else to talk about, I think it's time we jump into your pitch for the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Now, you came in, you said you had about three pages, so um, we'll... Take a listen if you have want any input or or welcome to, but we're gonna stay out of this one as much as possible because I, you said I might je- too jealously clutch these toys to my chest. <laughs> oh, we 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 invite dialogue. Yes, for sure. we, um, there's a very interactive element of this. There's a very spur of the moment element that we have added to this. Yeah, so I'll I'll be honest. We've we've written out the complete okay. plot, but. 
I don't know who does what Lauren mm-hmm. does because we felt this movie was such a mm-hmm. Mad Lib gotcha. style of like just inserting characters into circumstances mm-hmm. that we just wrote an entire good. outline and then kind of create, we're like, here's like four good guys and here's four <laughs> bad guys. Mm-hmm. And Lauren has randomly drawn them out. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so I will inform Ian what the character is when we reach it. Yes. Um, and uh, and we will go from there and we will maybe have to justify some of the things. Um, that these characters do. Yeah, but it was um, all intentional. Uh, I will say it's 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 uh, come about in a pretty interesting way. So I'm looking forward to <laughs> yeah. this. So uh, this is our pitch for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Two: The League of Superlative Gentlemen. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so here's our cold open. We begin in London, present day. It's foggy, it's gross, it's terrible. There are alarms going off, there are explosions happening all over the city, people are panicking. Screams left and right. We smash cut into an apartment. It's Evie, Natalie Portman's character from V for Vendetta. (laughs) She's doing a fresh shave on her head. Gotta keep it fresh, gotta keep it fresh. And she, uh, as soon as she finished shaving her head, she runs to a little self-tape area. She's got a ring light. (laughs) Yeah, ring light, little iPhone set up. and it's it's hooked directly up to her computer, so it's live streaming on people's TVs across the city of London. And she is telling people, you got to get to hiding, get to bunkers. There are areas beneath the city that you've got to go hide, mm-hmm. and uh, but gets unplugged mm-hmm. before the broadcast can go out. From the shadows emerges a man in a Rorschach mask. Oh, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> he first co- he comes up. It's like, well, 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 Evie, I, I see that you are here trying to uh, thwart our evil plans. Threats, threats, threats. Talk, talk, talk. Lauren, you got any dialogue, uh, any uh, example dialogue for this scene? Um, Bombs away when bombs then go off in the distance. Yeah, and he's talking straight up like Rorschach. It's like, yeah. you know, you'll tell these people to hide and I'll say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Evie's like, well, guess what? You may think you can stop me, but you're not going to stop V. So she hits the button that calls V from it's V for Vendetta. It's the big V sign in the, uh, yeah. in the clouds. Yeah, you know? so it goes up to the clouds. Uh, but oops, Rorschach throws V's mask at her feet. He's already killed oh, V. Fuck. Yep. And then Rorschach says, bombs away. <laughs> yep. And then he unzips the wall. And there's a portal in there. Wow. Yep. And then he escapes through it as London and V for Vendetta world gets destroyed. Boom. The League of Superlative Gentle People. <laughs> Amazing. That's our cold open. That's our cold open. Any 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 uh, notes I, on the cold open? I have a question. Didn't V die at the end of V for Vendetta? Yes. Well, in this world, it's okay. he's still That's around. Fine. In the same way that, like, oh. yeah. Like, Dorian Gray also dies at the end of his story, yeah. but yeah. he's still around. I think, I think Voldemort and Harry Potter are part of the uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, oh, yeah. Harry Potter is a bit in the Antichrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, so that's oh, alternate realities oh, wow. for sure. Technically, he's a star child. All right, well, it's glad he didn't make the cut. Yep. <laughs> All right. Great. So now we cut to we're in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen universe proper. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just was informed of who our character number one is. We're introducing character number one, Scout Finch. Fuck yes. Oh my, Scout Finch <laughs> from yeah. To Kill a Mockingbird. Goes into their apartment. They open their mail. They're expecting a letter from their dream journalism school. Mm -hmm. And they get the letter from it. They open it. 
but it's a rejection letter. Huh. They didn't get their dream job. Mm-hmm. It sucks for her. Yeah, on the outline it says, ugh, life is going nowhere for them. Yep, Scout Finch is a straight up dud. Her dad's dead after being exposed as a racist yeah. and goes set a watchman. <laughs> because that does exist in this universe. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't talk to Dill anymore because he's in love with that murderer from Capote. It's all terrible. <laughs> it's all bad for Scout Finch. Um... So, yeah, but then there's a rustling behind her. Someone's behind a curtain. Another curtain fight. So now there's a fight that uh, that ensues. And who is this? Surprise, it's our second character. (laughs) 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 And emerging behind this curtain to fight Scout Finch. That's right, folks, you guessed it. It's Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Shrek comes out. So... Yeah. Question. Pause. 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 Yes. Mm-hmm. So is mm-hmm. it? Yes, please. Uh-huh. Is it animated Shrek or is it mu- live musical Shrek? I'm so happy that you asked. <laughs> Lauren, um, why don't you answer this? No, it is um definitely a uh, neither. It is a horrifying <laughs> super so, being. Okay. Um, that is the uh, I don't know. It's I don't... like it's essentially he's our he's our Mr. Hyde in this, where it yes. takes the actor. It takes the actor eight hours to get into prosthetics, yes. but we're still going to CGI all the Got movies. It. I would also like to say all of the design is not based on the DreamWorks film. It is based on the original children's books horrifying of Shrek. Shit. So even more horrifying than you could ever possibly okay, so imagine. Much yes. yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, you gotta. Yeah. So he comes in and he's like, I just wanted to make an entrance because we need of more course. Scottish characters. Mm. Yeah. You need a variety of, of dialects <clears throat> to really and, differentiate yeah. your cast. While they're fighting, he's obviously a tank. And Scout is a little is more lithe, scrappy, scrappier. Mm-hmm. Um, so Scout gets you know she's like the Tom Sawyer. Yeah, she's the Tom this, Sawyer of this world. Of this world gets on top of Shrek, knife to Shrek's throat, and he's like, "I just wanted to introduce you to the league." <laughs> um, and so it's like, okay, fine, I guess we gotta go to the league. Um, <laughs> and he's like, "I saw you didn't get into your dream school, lassie, but we got another dream job oh for you." <laughs> Yeah. So they there's no time. So they have to go to League of, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen HQ. No, League of Superlative Gentle People, Ian. Right, We're right. in the sequel now. Right, right, right. They got to go to Superlative Gentle People HQ. Yes. Which, of course, is at Manderley, the house from Rebecca. Yes. Yes. Um, Stately English home. Yeah. They got to get a briefing on what's up. And while Shrek is in, like, Shrek's traditional attire... He's got like a bunch of spy gadgets okay. now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's got a, a batarang mm-hmm. shaped like his. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. A Shrek orang. Yeah, Shrek orang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like Donkey at some point has died tragically. Yeah, they're like, she's um, like, didn't you have like a, a sidekick before? And he's like, I don't do sidekicks I anymore. He died in my arms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've buried too many sidekicks and too many side lovers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And too many shied items, if you know what I mean. Um, so they get to Manderley, uh, where they're greeted by the third member of the League of Superlative Gentle People, who is getting hammered at the bar. This is our fun, drunk character, very much in line with the um, the uh, Invisible Man from the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And in our movie, that is played... <laughs> That is played by Paddington oh, Bear. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Paddington Bear, of course, is, you know, they're they're having a real, like, going on a huge bender because the entire Brown family has been killed tragically oh, no. by Rorschach. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. 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 Rorschach is causing a, a bunch of mischief in mm-hmm. this world. Mm-hmm. Paddington's We'll get the whole dramatic draw. monologue later. Yeah. Um, but for now, it's inferred. So the only thing he's hard staring into is a carafe of scotch. <laughs> uh, I... But it's got like some orange in it. It's it's got like a little. <laughs> yeah, he just he just does old fashions. That's yeah, what yeah. it is. He just does old fashions. Like I... no marmalade anymore. Is he, is he but... dining it out of a marm- empty marmalade jar? Yes. Yes. I I desperately want the prequel film to this uh, Paddington Dark Fate that make got him. Yeah. Um, yep. This grizzled. Yeah. It's where a T eight hundred comes up in the in the first three minutes and kills the uh, kills the the four movies previous. To yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yep, and like Eeyore comes through and is like, "Come with me if you want to live." Um, I love that Eeyore's a Terminator. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then they're That's like, why he's so sad. He wants to be human. He's like, you know, well, well, well. That's three of us, but we must go meet the fourth member of our superlative gentle folks. They're in the lab and they're doing experiments. This is Armini, uh, Armini, Armina Harker. Uh-huh character uh so they go to the lab our fourth character is our our scientist lady macbeth from macbeth Mm -hmm. um just a stone cold bitch this lady is awesome we love her she's yeah um super dry super uh but very very smart Mm -hmm. so everyone else is all like you know, what are we doing here? We don't really know. Essentially, we find out that they all got letters, clue style, to show up at Manderley. Scout had to be brought there by Shrek. So they enter a room. They're like, and he's like, all right, you got to come in this room. There's something that we all need to discuss. Go into a room. Mm-hmm. There's a giant burlap sack in the center of this room. Yeah, what? Giant. Giant burlap sack. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody knows really what's happening here. They're like, uh, literally... Um, Shrek is, uh, Shrek is like, we don't know what's up with the sack in character three, uh, you know, or character three, Paddington is making some pithy remark about like, well, I'll get in the sack with someone here if they don't watch it. <laughs> what a threat. What a threat. Yeah. I Very invisible that. man. <laughs> yeah, I guess so Paddington, Paddington is the invisible man. Paddington's the invisible film. man. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, yeah, I gotta get in the sack with, uh, I'll get in the sack with you, Shrek, if you don't watch out. So saying things like that. Then... The sack moves. Oh no, something's oh no! in the sack. And then a familiar voice emerges. From says, the shadows, not from yeah, the sack. From the shadows. And says, I guess you're all wondering why I brought you here. <laughs> That's right. Alan Quartermain mm-hmm. is still alive. I can't wait you have to differentiate the Shrek voice yes. and the Alan Quartermain voices because they will <laughs> blend into one. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, Alan Quartermain's back. He's grumpier than ever. And he's putting together a team. Yeah, he's putting together a team. He's assembling a crew and he informs all of them that they have to uh, they have to stop Rorschach because Rorschach has been destroying pocket universes throughout the galaxy. Throughout the multiverse. The, the multiverse. Multiverse. This is blowing everyone's mind. We had no idea. He's Pocket got his, universes. Little, his little zippers to go through time. Yeah, he's got zipper technology to go through, to mm-hmm. jump from world to world. Yeah. Um, every other original League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, gentlemen, has faded from existence because nobody gives a shit about those people anymore because those IPs don't make money. Sure. So these are the new, this is the new League. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. And so Scout's like, okay, so who's in the sack? And Paddington's like, us, if you're interested, yeah. everyone boos because we don't have time for this kind of casual misogyny from a bear anymore. No. <laughs> so Alan's like, fine, untie the sack. And they do. And there are two evil characters inside the sack. Those two evil characters are 
the dude from the Big Lebowski <laughs> and Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> <laughs> they are tied together back to back, screaming obscenities at our league. Um, even uh, yeah, they're 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 tied up, uh, but they're right what for questioning. Say, and at this question moment, again, yeah, is it? So I get the dude for sure. Get it? Is it toy Buzz Lightyear or is it man Buzz Lightyear? I'm happy you asked. Uh, I believe it's man Buzz. It Lightyear. is man Buzz. Yeah, Lightyear. it looks like the person walking around Disney got World it. in a Buzz got Lightyear it, got uniform. It, got it, got it. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a couple mm-hmm. questions just so I understand. Do they all know they're <laughs> fictional in this movie? No. Okay. No. Not no. yet. They're going to become gotcha. aware of well, it just the very way that soon. The yeah, have maybe. Faded, you say because nobody cares about those IPs. I didn't know. That sounded very like he knew that they were fictional. I just wanted to double click. I think Alan Quartermain has gotcha. become okay. aware of the multiverse. Alan, this is the yeah. first they're hearing of this multiverse. He's the Nick. Yeah. He's the Nick Fury yeah. of this, right? Like, exactly. He's, he's got to be the Nick Fury because he's from the life by a shaman. You gleam the multiverse in death. He he saw into all. Yeah, he saw into all of existence, and he now knows everything. Yeah, Scout Finch is freaking out because she's like, oh my god, I just learned about racism, and now I'm learning about Shreks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My last question then is, what's the really specific Buzz Lightyear uh, obscenity that he's shouting? Like, to infinity and beyond, but uh, but a cuss word? Like, what's the really specific Buzz Lightyear obscenity? Oh. To fucking beyond. Oh, yeah. I was going to say to infinity okay. and go okay. fuck yourself. Perfect. but <laughs> That's pretty good. That's good. That's better. <laughs> to infinity and be fuck yourself. Uh, I think it has to be to infinity and go fuck yourself. Yeah. Or it could be but, 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 but fuck you to the rescue. It could be. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Keep an eye out on our soon to be merch store for to infinity and go fuck yourself t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it's at this moment, very much like in the uh, original film, a bunch of people show up, a bunch of assassins show up with giant boxy machine guns, mm-hmm. and they're shooting down at everybody in this library, uh, this room that that these sacks mm-hmm. were in, and uh, big action set piece, Manderlay gets burned to the ground. Classic Manderlay. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> this is exactly what happens. So character uh, uh, uh um it is the dude the dude who who stays yes or, cool that dude is number one so that yeah. is in fact what we're doing so as they're uh. burning to the ground they're trying to pull out uh the the bad guys are trying to pull and they're all in rorschach masks they're trying to uh save the dude and buzz lightyear um but our league of superlative general people don't want that to happen they get the dude with them and they're running away and they're running outside uh, and they're, they've got Buzz Lightyear with them. But before Buzz Lightyear reaches the entrance of Vanderlei, he takes a cyanide pill. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that, that motherfucker dies. And he says, I'm coming, Woody. <laughs> yeah! yeah! Oh! Yeah. Oh, I just got so sad. He says, I'm here for Randy. And then he takes... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he takes the cyanide pill. Oh, man. Um, and he he dies. He dies inside Manderlay. Mm-hmm. But the League of Superlative Gentle People escape with the dude in tow. In custody. Okay. Yep. 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 So now they've got to go to some sort of a safe haven. Yeah. So where do they go, Lauren? That is also like, you know, they're like, I know a guy. Yeah. Um, Quartermain's like, I know a guy. I know where we can be safe. Uh, and that is we are going to Loch Ness. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they go to Loch Ness, which is their transportation. Yep. Exactly what you're thinking. It's the Loch Ness monster, which is hella steampunk and super mechanical. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is just a big, uh, like, 
ship what yeah. is that called the nautilus the, like a sub- yeah, submarine a, a submarine submarine that was the word i was looking for thank big you ship. big ship <laughs> big ship that goes under the water you know, what's that boat, uh yeah it's a submarine <laughs> exactly <laughs> good old reverse boat <laughs> yeah it's like a plane but for the ocean <laughs> so they're they're in loch ness they're down below the the you know the water surface uh-huh. and they're questioning the dude and the mm-hmm. dude's like it's too late man rorschach is gonna destroy your world you know the aggression will stand <laughs> it does sound like shaggy <laughs> Which was another possibility for this. Yeah. Shaggy was on the short list. Yeah. This like, is a big thing. <laughs> You're never going to be able to stop Rorschach. <laughs> Damn, I really wish you had fixed Shaggy now. Like All throwing right. school, Buzz Lightyear really tied the group uh, together. Oh, God, that was so good. <laughs> I'm just going to say, you can you can audible and just change it to Shaggy yeah. from the dude if you want. Do you want, do you want to change Shaggy? It's Shaggy. I think that's really going to work for what we've got okay. coming. Yeah, for what yeah. we've got yeah. coming. Okay, so Shaggy. Shaggy. Okay. shaggy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Shaggy, who says dudisms sure. occasionally, <laughs> is like, uh, it's like, it's too late. Like, Rorschach's going to destroy your world <laughs> and prevent evil from spreading. And everyone else is like, what? Prevent? What the fuck? What are we talking about here? <laughs> it's important to note, because we got to make all these characters have their own thing, that Shrek and Lady Mac hate each okay. other. Because they used to fuck obviously um, <laughs> behind Fiona's back, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, While Fiona was alive, Shrek was having an affair with Lady uh, Mac. Okay. Yeah. Then Fiona died. Shrek feels super guilty about mm-hmm. it. Uh, Lady Mac doesn't because she's like, "I'm Lady Mac." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't let anything go ever. Yeah. Um. Um. So <laughs> Alan Quarterman's like, put your history on the back burner, laddie and lassie. <laughs> like, and so they've, they're like, okay, cool. We got to figure out what, what's going on. Talk to us about this prevention, you know, preventing the evil world. But then, boom, huge explosion. Another set of oh, bombs God. goes mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Loch Ness is being attacked on either side by, that's right, folks, the nice. Black Pearl. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> the Black Pearl from the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise mm-hmm. is bo- is underwater and bombing the shit out of the Loch Ness monster. Mm-hmm. They have a big chase under the waterways of Loch Ness and the Black yeah, Pearl. Yeah, Loch Ness is like this giant labyrinth underneath. It's Venice. The yeah. <laughs> it's basically just like you take Venice and then upside down. Yeah. Um yeah, and then the Black Pearl The Black Pearl is being captained that's right, folks, by Ethan Hunt from the Mission Impossible franchise. <laughs> You'd think, why would someone who loves to run and do as much groundwork sure. as Ethan Hunt be the captain of a ship? Sure. Well, we're surprised to find that out, too, but he has grown exponentially but as a character. But that's just how baffling this franchise is. It just wants to zig when you think it's going to zag. Yep. Well, he got tired of running so much, so you got to see your legs. Yeah. He pulled a muscle and then is like, I'm going to take this one out. I'll just be the pilot. I, just, right I, I've watched a number of the Mission Impossible films. I know he's going to pull off a latex mask at some point and it's going to be somebody else. So I'm not super concerned. I mean, yeah. It'll be Simon. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. 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 Um, There's a lot of masks going around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know. So, but the the thing about Ethan Hunt, Ethan Hunt, while, while being a bad guy, um, Shaggy lets everybody know, like, well, you guys did cause his former lover to kill themselves. <laughs> That's right. Ethan Hunt used to fuck Buzz Lightyear. Oh, my Whoa. God. And he what is a, fucking furious. What is that? Mm-hmm. What is Zach from Woody or Jesse? Yep. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Woody and Jesse. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. Buzz. So, yeah, who knows with Buzz? It could be anything. Underwater battle, Loch Ness turns all of their guns, which are obviously located in the Loch Ness monster's mm -hmm. mouth, on the Black Pearl. They're about to destroy the Black Pearl and Ethan Hunt, but then huge zipper technology they zip down and the black pearl escapes oh. mm -hmm. this universe mm -hmm. yeah yep and everyone is their mind is blown yeah like you unzip their minds and you blew it <laughs> and so you shaggy's like like you don't even know you don't even know what we're capable of so scout <laughs> is like well you gotta tell us yep now we get the flashback, tragic backstory. Okay. Sorry, can Shaggy just say things forever? Because that is an amazing Shaggy impression. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um, so now we get Shaggy. Mm -hmm. uh, Shaggy's telling them this because the only person in the League of Superlative Gentle People that's been uh, both firm but also understanding with him mm -hmm. has been Scout Finch. So maybe Shaggy's starting to turn over a new leaf. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's uh, willing to share a little bit more information with Scout Finch. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, we don't know quite what that relationship is. We'll find it in the room. We'll find it in the room, depending on the actor's chemistry. We'll We're sure, not sure, sure if it's sure, platonic, sure. romantic. We just know these two. They got a little something. They got something. They got something. Um, So flashback. Huge, big, flashy colors. Because it's the one thing that we're missing out on in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is big pop colors. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's big comic book colors. Vorshak has been recruiting people through different universes of specifically movies and tv mm -hmm. shows mm -hmm. so he's been Is going there, there's through... another detail but are we revealing that yet uh which one the i don't want to say it on air oh well, we'll get to it and maybe, maybe okay. it's on this list oh that's here. true that's true that's true okay yeah. the reveal's coming we can take yeah, our reveal's coming. Okay, okay. Okay. So he's... <laughs> no we're good we're good we're good we're the, good they've been uh recruiting people through movies and tv so that they can destroy specific worlds we see the destruction of Swamp Thing world. We see the destruction of the Dark Knight Returns world. We see the destruction of Watchmen world, which then gets rebuilt and then destroyed yeah, again. <laughs> <laughs> and so now they're going in to destroy League of Extraordinary Gentlemen world. Yeah, and then Scout, you know, our, our audience surrogate is like, wait, how do we know that there are other worlds? I like the, My mind is blown. Mm -hmm. To and which that's when Paddington Bear says, of course there are other worlds. How do you think the Browns got killed? Mm -hmm. They found out about it before I could. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good at research. Yeah, Mrs. Brown was doing research for a children's about book about other worlds and dimensions. <laughs> about the multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> found out that it was a thing. Upon finding it out, Rorschach showed up at the Browns' house, killed everyone. Just everyone. Just fucking annihilated. Every, like the entire neighborhood <gasps> that he's built Peter a community Capaldi with. Like, yeah. Yeah, Peter Capaldi. I mean, Peter Capaldi probably got saved because, like, he sucks. Um, yeah, Peter Capaldi still exists. <laughs> yeah. He's the only one that yeah. exists. But, like, Jim Broadbent, who owns that sweet little antique store, dead. 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 Uh, uh, Nicole Kidman, dead. Dead. Phoenix Buchanan, dead. Dead. <laughs> Everyone in that prison, dead. Yeah, Hugh Bonville, dead. I like the idea that Peter Capaldi's just floating in, like, nothingness. I love the idea that that world still exists. Everyone's dead, and Peter Capaldi's just living on that street in his apartment, and he's still mad about the news. I hope he's yeah. happy. Yeah, yeah, I hope he's happy. Finally, now. this this live Squidward is happy about his. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should have thought about SpongeBob. Um, yeah. yeah, so he tells this story, and he's like, "Yep, this is why they want to destroy the world. This is why they want to destroy our world." Mm -hmm. He takes a giant swig of his orange flavored bourbon that he's been drinking. <laughs> so Alan Quartermain is like, 
She's like, no, I get it. It sucks here. Maybe they should destroy this world. I hate living in this world. Um, and, and Scout is like, no, I live here. And everyone else rallies and is like, yeah. We've got to do it. And uh, and Shaggy, who, upon hearing them kind of rally together behind how this world is worth saving, is like, like you know what? Maybe this place is worth saving. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something you gotta know about Rorschach. Man. Explosion before he gets the chance to say another bomb oh, goes off. Loch Ness is being hammered from all sides by. That's right, God fucking Zilla. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> And oh, Godzilla nine. is another ship that is being piloted oh, by. <laughs> it's like the dragon sword from Power Rangers. You guessed it. The only person that could ever drive Godzilla. Baby driver. He's <laughs> the only one that could. And while he's doing it, all of these incredibly niche mm -hmm. rock songs from the 70s and say. 80s are playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all cut together. And everyone on board, specific or specifically uh, Paddington, I should say. Paddington is like. Like, oh yes, I know this song. And everyone's like, no, you fucking don't. You didn't hear this song until right now. Just be honest about it. <laughs> and so they're like, well, we've got to get out of here. We're going to be destroyed. If you don't let us, like, like Shaggy, if you don't tell us how to get out of here, then we're all going to, we're all going to be blown up. Even you. At this point, Shaggy is starting to realize maybe there's something here between Shaggy and Scout Finch. So he's like, mm. all right, like, I'll show you how to zip. And he teaches them zipper technology. Now we get a chase scene through multiple oh, universes. Yeah. Yep. We go to video game world, which looks like Ready Player One. We go to musical world where they pass through McCavity and all of the cats at the Jellicle Ball. And we go through Disney world, which looks exactly like the theme park. <laughs> and we, <laughs> we end up in a world that looks very, very similar to our world that we're in, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen world. They're like, okay, maybe we made it back. Maybe we lost Godzilla. Mm -hmm. But then, nope, Godzilla comes through and his head opens up mm -hmm. and Ethan Hunt and Baby Driver emerge. Um, oh, sorry, that's right. Yeah, they're, yeah, backed, up, that, they're backed up against the edge of IP uh, and creative <laughs> bankruptcy. This There's is nowhere left to go. There's we no, have no new ideas. No. Godzilla comes through, head opens up, and it looks eerily like if you had like a pop, one of those popcorn bowls at like the Evanston oh, movie yeah. theater exactly. that you'd like pop the head back and you fill it with popcorn. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. And on a sea, let's make it a sea of popcorn. On a sea of yeah, popcorn, popcorn yeah. that come mm -hmm. up, we've got Rorschach, Baby Driver, Ethan mm -hmm. Hunt. Mm -hmm. Rorschach takes off his mask and you guessed it. It's Alan fucking Moore. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. And Alan Moore is like, fuck your movies. You guys should all remain on the page where you belong. <laughs> yeah, and that's when we realize that all of the good characters in this movie are characters that are based on books or other existing franchises. And all of our bad characters are original properties. Yeah, they're original properties that are from movies and TV, which is why he's like, these people belong in a visual medium and it's why they're there now. And it's why I'm using them. Yep. Uh, because they were built for this shit. Um, so Alan Moore has Baby Driver. Uh, yeah. yeah. So has Baby, or no, it's Ethan Hunt. It's Ethan Hunt. We, we're, okay, yes, Ethan, Ethan Hunt. Hunt. Ethan Hunt. So he has Ethan Hunt do a running jump all the way over onto the Loch Ness Monster and very quickly plugs Shaggy in the chest twice. Oh. 
Just boom, boom. Tragic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And Scout Finch is like, no! Because I was, maybe love? I was beginning to become their friend slash lover. We don't know what we'll find in the room. There was, there was tension We'll there. see how it tests. Yeah, yeah, there was tension. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll see what test audiences think, and then we'll just, you know, adjust. And they're like, and Alan Moore's like, now you're all going to die. This I don't have our, a good Alan Moore. Yes. I don't know what he sounds like. Oh, this is our darkest oh, moment. They're, they're all going to die now. It's kind of like that. <laughs> it's it's really deep. I like that. Deep British. So, Ma- so Madison, we're going to feed you lines, and you're cool. going to be our cool, Alan cool, Moore. Cool, cool, cool. Great. Cool, cool, cool. So we are at our darkest moment. Darkest moment. We it's, have truly yeah. reached rock bottom. And then time freezes. A huge ray of light shoots shoots at Godzilla and everybody on Godzilla. And guess what? That's exactly right. A ray of people walk out. It's Gandalf, Rick Deckard, John <laughs> Hammond from Jurassic Park, Dumbledore from Harry Potter, Simon Gruber from the second mission in, or from uh, uh um um oh my god, uh, which Die Hard is it? Die Hard three. Three? Three. Three. And then Morpheus, and they're all played by Sean Connery. Because that's right, folks. We're in alternate casting universe. Got it. And all of the roles from big movies that Sean Connery has turned down <laughs> show Jesus up to save Christ. the day. Mm-hmm. Alan Moore and his crew leave. Because this world, it's just, the world has no credibility, so it doesn't make sense to him as a creator. Mm -hmm. So he's like, we've got to leave. None of this makes sense. This is a truly foundational break point moment. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, Alan Quartermain, our Nick Fury, he's having a huge existential crisis. He's like, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be with the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I I, I should be with all of you. We all look the same. I should be in this universe with all of you, with, Mm -hmm. with Gandalf and Dumbledore. And they're like, no, you made your choice. Mm -hmm. You've got to be with them. So he banishes, <laughs> they banish Alan Quartermain. <laughs> to, to be with his own people. To be, so it's like, you've chosen your path, you've got to walk it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, then what are we going to do? Shaggy is bleeding out. Like legit, he is dying. Lady Macbeth goes, unsex me here, I've got an idea. <laughs> I'm going to turn Shaggy. I'm going to boil him down. Oh my God. Into, oh. Yeah, this is very graphic. <laughs> I'm going to boil him down into a serum that has the essence of of original visual medium IP in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I'm going to create pure, it's pure creativity. It's pure creative and IP. And originality. Oh my yeah. God. Just the magic of storytelling. Scout Finch is for like a visual medium. Yeah, Sha- Shaggy at this point is non-responsive. It's just like I'm like seeing the light, and it's an open sign at a diner. And they're like, <laughs> oh my God. And, and Scout is like, no, we've let him die. Let him let die. Him die. <laughs> she just like mercy kills him. Yeah, and Shrek's like, all right, fine. So he smashes his head, kills him real quick. Jesus. Rock style. <laughs> <laughs> we need a truck to come back and do something. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're like, it's what he would have wanted. Yeah. <laughs> it was um, So they turn, like we said, they turn Shaggy into a serum. Mm-hmm. It's what he would have wanted. Now they've got to get to Godzilla. They have the zipper technology that Shaggy taught them. It's all going to be easy. So they have to go to Alan Moore's hideout which they find uh, out through some reason. We haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> we'll figure it out on set. Yep. Alan Moore's hideout. You guessed it. It's al Kazneth, which is the uh, the temple in Indiana Jones in the Last <laughs> Crusade. Mm-hmm. Yep. A very yep. famous building from a movie not previously based on an IP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So they go there to have their big final bite, mm-hmm. uh, the big final battle. Mm-hmm. And they're all fighting their inverses. So we've got Paddington is fighting Ethan Hunt. Lady Macbeth is fighting Baby Driver. Shrek and uh, and Scout or Shrek is uh, helping to find what's his name, Alan Moore. <laughs> So many characters. So many characters. Uh, Scout and Scout's following around Quartermain in true Sawyer fashion. Yeah. Um, and they get there and they're like, okay, so we got to find out who developed the zipper technology and get them to close this up forever. We got to destroy this technology. And the person who created the technology, Doctor Henry Jones. That's right, Sean Connery from the <laughs> Indiana Jones franchise. Oh man, did this. Sean Connery's and making so much money off of this movie being cast. Well, so much well. money, crushing it. <laughs> yeah. If this was going to be his last movie, we wanted to make it something he'd be proud of. Yeah. So Alan has to. Alan Quatermain has to fight Henry Jones. It's a very slow fight because they're both so old. Mm. It's very sad to watch. We don't watch a lot of it because it's just honestly really, really boring. Yeah. Alan Moore. Seeing all of this happening, noticing his plan going crazy behind him, mm. runs to this giant book in the middle of Alka's nest and begins writing with a giant feather quill. Yeah. And everyone stops what they're doing. And they start backing away from their fights because that's right. Alan Moore is writing new history for them uh, because mm-hmm. he's the writer. Mm-hmm. He's the architect of this world. But Scout Finch remembers if he's writing our ideal world, then why didn't I get that job at my dream journalism school? <laughs> Wait a minute. This world sucks. This guy sucks. We don't have to listen to him anymore. And yells out, take out your vials. To which all of the uh, superlative gentle people. Yeah, they take out their shaggy <laughs> liquid. Take out their shaggy <laughs> liquid. Yeah. And they shoot it Take back. A shot. Just a straight shot. And blood and THC. It's yeah. all of these characters. It's greasy. Yeah. This is where Shrek becomes movie Shrek. This <laughs> is where Paddington becomes movie Paddington. This is where Scout becomes movie Scout. And this is where Lady Macbeth becomes Marion Cotillard. Cotillard from the Michael Fassbender Macbeth. Um, they all get an extra boost into the bigger, glossier, less complicated, but also more unique and not all white versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh. they they go and they kill the fuck out of Alan Moore. Yeah, because there are ways to do adapted IP with creativity. Yes. Yep. It's and just maybe not with us. Yeah, and then we yeah. get we get the uh the denouement. They rebuild Mandalay as their headquarters. They rebuild V for Vendetta World. They rebuild Swamp Thing World. They rebuild Watchmen World again. Um, and <laughs> and they uh, they decide to stay in Alcazneth yeah. in case anyone wants to return. That was right. Return. That was yeah. an earlier draft where oh, yeah, they yeah. destroyed Alcazneth. Yeah. That's right. They decide okay. to stay at Alcazneth in case anyone wants to try and return and blow up the Indiana Jones World. They're like, no, we want to leave an opportunity for Indiana Jones World to come back. Okay. That's like their base <laughs> of operations, right? That's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like one fucking. That's day. their Quinjet. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, to to tie everything together, Shrek and Lady Macbeth they bury the hatchet. Now they're a couple. Sure. Paddington is uh, learning how to cope. Mm-hmm. He's going to AA. And Everything's grief much counseling. Better. Yeah. Um, Alan Quatermain finally gets invited to alternate casting universe, uh, so he can take himself out of the future movie equations. <laughs> and that's right. Scout Finch is now the head of the League. Of superlative gentle people. <laughs> End of movie. Post credits in an Alka's Neff, the janitor played by Shia LaBeouf. 
kind of looks around and then creeps up to the book with the quill. <laughs> yeah, yep. or like yeah. puts on a hat. <laughs> or like Chris Pratt's trying to break in and they're like, yeah. "Not today, bitch." Yeah, Chris Pratt keeps trying to break into Alka's nest and they're like, "No, get away." We're, <laughs> we're staying fly swatter like, "No, get out." We're staying open for other people. Open for <laughs> a broom handle is just jabbing out at him. No, no, no. <laughs> get Nobody out. Likes you anymore. Get out. Uh, <laughs> I'm blown away. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that was so uh, good. Uh, wow. How do you all have energy after this? It's exhausting to uh, do. No, Jeez. I love. I I loved it. I love how there's like this kind of like theme. This this kind of theme of like masks and stuff. <laughs> like yeah. Ethan Hunt, Shaggy, a universe that has yeah. a bunch of masks in it. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's it. Yeah, in the in this third and fourth draft, we can have more of like Scooby Dooism of like, like it's a guy in a mask, and like yeah. they take we it can... off, or like Shaggy's working for the bad guys because they have Scooby like held hostage or something, or Shaggy helped develop the mask, te- the Rorschach mask technology, maybe which it's Ethan that. Hunt oh, also uses, okay. right? Boom. Yes. Yeah. There yep. we go. There's, yep, yep, there's yep. a really brutal scene where Shaggy's like, no, this is totally a dude in the mask, and then he like rips someone's face off accidentally. <laughs> Um, ah, I love it. If we're gonna have Shrek beat his face sure. in at the end to do a mercy kill, to do a coup de, a, a coup de gras on uh, um, fucking uh, Shaggy, then I think we could have that. I think there's also probably a scene where Scooby and Shrek have a heart to, or uh, Shaggy and Shrek have a heart to heart about like their their like companion, their uh-huh. animal companions being lost to them forever. Mm. Like Rorschach killed my best friend. Yeah, I think definitely in like the second act of this movie is the like Shaggy uh, bonding with each of the good guys and slowly be like turning good again. Yeah. And so he's got to have like a little bonding moment with all of them. That tracks. That 100%. Yeah. I'm impressed that in the whole pitch, you yeah. never had one conversation between Alan Quartermain and um, Shrek so that you didn't have to try to fluctuate between <laughs> <the> two. <laughs> he got around it. It's a got com- around it. it was a combination of avoidance tactics and uh, luck of the draw for this one. Yeah, and forgetting uh, to write a deeper storyline for whoever character two was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, character two, you're just like, oh, I really did forget about character two. Didn't they they fuck character four. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got. We were like, oh, we'll, we'll figure it out later in in the pitch, and then we didn't. We never figured it out. I uh, I once pitched a Bugs Life two sequel that was a heist, and then just was like. Me describing a heist is boring. It's an interesting heist that happens. So I get you. Just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a heist happens. Yeah. That's how I felt with the action set pieces. It's like, yeah. And then action, ha- which I kind of feel like is how the director of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen felt about action pieces mm-hmm. as well. Where he's like, yeah, and then action kind of happens for three or four minutes. And uh, then we're back to the plot. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, does that, is it, does the movie titled League of Extraordinary Gentlemen colon the League of Superlative of Gentle People? Or is it just. The League of Superlative Gentle People. I feel I feel like because and tell me if you disagree. Mm-hmm. I feel like because there is so much commentary on on paying homage to previous IP, mm-hmm. we've got to go League of Extraordinary Gentlemen colon League of Superlative Gentle People. I think people. it's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen two colon yeah League, League of Superlative Gentle, gentle People. people. Well, yeah. There you have it. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen two, the League of Superlative Gentle People. Well. Madison, I don't really need to ask, but contractually I'm obligated. Did they do it? They did it. I think they did it. They did the hell out of it. Yeah! <laughs> We're greenlit! <laughs> give us uh, a million Go ahead and go dollars. into the coffers and get the, uh, give them a, what, $10 million? Is that how much you'll need to do all the CGI? 
<laughs> Honestly, I think we could do it with more constraints. Give us ten dollars. Okay. okay. We could do it. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. We'll do this right now with our cats. They're all gonna look room. like Clippy. If we do it for ten dollars, we are guaranteed to make a profit. <laughs> yes. We yeah. have a puppet. We can definitely just make the whole thing with just our puppet in different outfits. Yeah. Just crude animation. Yeah. I can't believe we're gonna release this movie over TikTok in like eight hundred installments. <laughs> I mean, they're making a oh. Ratatouille musical over TikTok. There are no restraints really? anymore. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Check it out. We'll, Please uh, Google it. Ratatouille we'll musical put a link on TikTok. In the, the it's great. Description. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> it's truly great. Uh, Gen Zers really killed it. It's one of my favorite films. So, Madison, do we want to try a short? Uh, go at it. I mean, we're like an hour, and that's that's. Uh, let's wrap it up. Okay. Let's wrap it up. I don't think we need to. Uh, I don't want to follow that. Yeah. How about that? Well, I'll just say it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to follow Shaggy getting beaten yeah. to death? Like, <laughs> it's really like the height of honestly, the episode. <laughs> I, I understand why Massa doesn't want to follow it because that's the exact thing Massa would come up with as their centerpiece of an idea, and it's already there, mm. and it's just kind of like, oh, my idea's already been said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, how do I build a movie around Shaggy getting his face crushed by Shrek? <laughs> and then someone saying it's what he would have wanted. Hook two pitch is sacrificing children to resurrect the ghost of Captain Hook. So, I mean, that's not an unprecedented level of darkness. I mean, I'd see that film. Yeah, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Love it. Okay, sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, no notes from me. That movie is so like ebbs and flows between being like so whimsical and childlike mm-hmm. and then also being really yeah. weird and dark really Thank weird you. and dark and like us- <laughs> my critiques that i get was i took all the i basically just took all the whimsy out of hook and i was like no that's the point it's mm-hmm. also really dark and everybody was like oh it just wasn't like it was kind of dark i had i had wooden like shackled together planes flown by the lost boys whimsical Ooh. uh there you go. i had whimsy. the kids whimsy. having ptsd whimsy. as adults <laughs> how how would you take out or or deal with um my least favorite part of hook which is uh fuckable tinkerbell um well i'm not a huge julia roberts fan so uh i, prob- I probably probably i probably would have recasted her um and made her just more like uh omniscient narrator maybe Mm-hmm. Um, I coupled yeah. her, I had the mom actually come to Neverland with them the second time and all the stories were the mom and Tinkerbell like, kind of coming to terms with each other as quote-unquote the other woman like, and, and not mm-hmm. like sexually, That's good. but the mom made like, like yeah, you knew him for this whole time, I never could it's like, yeah, but he picked you, and them kind of like having those moments together while the kids had to go steal Captain Hook's mm-hmm. hook from his grave That's good Damn. That's good. I like, I like that. that. I like that. Anyway, I just brought that up. I, 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 apropos of nothing, I meant I meant <laughs> that as a reason that Madison comes up with those kinds of wild, dark things, and it turned into Madison and I rehashing some undealt with anger over our, our pilot episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of, like, it was difficult. We knew we wanted to do the Mad Lib thing mm-hmm. early on. Like, about 30 mm-hmm. minutes into the into the movie, we were like, mm-hmm. oh, we've got to do a Mad Lib where mm-hmm. we don't know who's going to do what until, like, yeah. we're on air. And I, but then it came, we went through several different iterations of like, do we choose modern analogs of the characters? Like instead of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, do we do like Bruce Banner and mm-hmm. the Hulk? Mm-hmm. Um, or do we do like different, or do we do like different adaptations of the same characters where like 
you know another version of the invisible man uh, yeah do we do like the, the version of the invisible man from the the new invisible man or like yeah. you know but no that that wasn't nearly as yeah, fun it's like or do we go like really really niche and do like characters from like jonathan friends and novels that are yeah. like not magical at all but yeah, are just, just like, like sad like domestic like, people <laughs> it's just like gatsby from the great gatsby and like holden caulfield and just yeah. like they're all, they all just sit around being sad that would have been, yeah that would have been a great um, movie as well madison you sure you don't want to do that i did yeah. um <laughs> pretty sure I, I like I like grizzled Paddington much more yeah. than <laughs> Paddington. In my mind has grizzled like an, Paddington. In my mind, like Paddington has is like missing pieces of fur mm-hmm. and like has an eye patch and is like constantly. Smoking. He's seen some shit. Um, his, he's definitely seen his some like shit. rain jacket uh, or coat is just like torn to shreds or something, or it's barely hanging yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He had to like take the hat and like stitch it in to like fill holes in his mm-hmm. jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A part of his Love ear it. is missing. It's like some took a bite out of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Still voiced by Ben Wishaw, yes. though. For yes. sure. For this episode, it's going to be wild. Yeah. All right. Well, it's oh, the dream. As long as I can see Shaggy tied back to back with Buzz Light, with a human sized <laughs> oh, Buzz Light ear. <laughs> oh, right. man. That's all I care about. Yeah. Well, if they did it, then that's credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers Podcast. You can also get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. And we have an Instagram. It is the underscore equalizer. Um, as always, we spell that E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S like in sequel. As we also always say, we'd like you to review and subscribe. It helps us get up the charts so more people can hear our club bangers like The League of Superlative Gentle People, Beetlejuice 2, Super Mario Bros, Colin the Movie, Colin 2, Colin Mario's Missing, Colin the Movie. Uh, all of our classics here, uh, you can check out there. That's an incredible it is, episode. It is, <laughs> it is in our first 10 episodes, and it is legitimately one of the most buckwild things we've done, in which our friend Daniel Na uh, introduces communism to the Mushroom Kingdom. Yes. <laughs> also, the Small Soldiers sequel was one of my favorites. Well, I hold was on. A big fan Which of, one? Of... <laughs> I liked the. I I think I've got a. I, I mean, both okay. of them were incredible. Don't get me wrong. I, you know what? I want to choose. That's favorites. the thing with guests. We make them choose. We back them into a corner and then make them choose. <laughs> I liked the. I liked the one where Gorgon was like, uh, was essentially felt like you were going into like a. a like a like a woodsy summer camp kind of a thing. Yeah, I think it was yours, Mike. Yeah, um, it's fine. You could say anything because my mind does not remember what I did in that. Those were with the, the turkeys who had the jewels or whatever the giblets. And- yeah, the turkeys uh, with the jewels. There were drones. I remember a lot yeah. of drones that uh, Chip Hazard and was was uh, Madison controlling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just don't have a, I just don't have a memory. I, I have no memory. I won't remember this. I barely remember this already. Speaking of listening to our podcast, where can people listen to your podcasts? Um, We are also found on all of those services. Uh, You can check out Not Another Film Podcast, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, um, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, any of those. And then um, where we take uh, movies that we used to love as kids and we re-examine them in the harsh and sobering light of 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the end of every episode, we try to give a modern analog or three 
uh, to mm-hmm. to uh, the movie. Um, and our other podcast, you want to talk about the Managing Act? Uh, yeah, we also, uh, if you want to hear other things that we have pitched to ourselves <laughs> and then actually produced um, that are also really ridiculous things, um, uh, we also do a an audio drama called The Vanishing Act, which is also available on all podcasting platforms, runs uh, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, um, all of those fun places. Um, that's our scripted show um, that is a 12-part uh, comedy that is about a, a vanished magician from the late 1600s and the group of characters in the 1930s who are trying to figure out it's what happened good. to him. Um, it's very, oh, very, very silly. Um, very well produced. And we're, uh, thank you. It's uh, it's just as silly as the stuff that we have pitched today. So Yeah, if, if, if you liked how batshit insane this guy. <laughs> yeah, we did, we did a pitch to ourselves and then we greenlit ourselves and then we did it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually just got caught up this week and I was loving the... Uh, Griffson at the hotel and trying to that was oh. such a great I, I'm a big fan uh, oh, oh thanks we're a big fan of Griffson too yeah. it's very silly Daniel Milhouse who per- plays that character is so stupid funny yeah yeah all right yeah, yeah, we got more episodes coming out in January. January yeah, we're, we'll we're working next, through uh, the next set of four episodes. We just set uh, the first episode, so we're working on the rest of them. So they'll be ready so, in January. We'll yep. link to both of those shows in our show as well, so uh, all you freakles out there can go find. Uh, I we never do our other plugs because I also have another podcast called A Study in Granada, where myself and friend Jack Deneflin watch the 1980s uh, Granada series of the Sherlock Holmes, starring Jeremy Brett. Uh, we list, read the stories and we talk about it. Right now, you can only find episodes, I think season three right now is the only one that's up. We're still currently on a bit of a hiatus. We are coming back ooh, in the next couple weeks, maybe, with um, the Musgrave Ritual. Uh, so you can find that pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. We'll have our backlog on YouTube, but uh, we are. Uh, it looks like, Lauren, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll talk. Uh, we have guest spots regularly. Oh so. my god. I love so that good. show! Uh, oh, it's the best Sherlock yeah. Holmes! I love it so much. Ian, uh, I've talked to Ian about this so many times. Great. I'm gonna listen yeah. to the, the shit I, uh, out of that. Well, oh my god, I'll I'm get so the, excited. the first seasons and everything put up on YouTube here soon, because right now it's only the season three. But, I uh, I uh, we will, wait. I'll be in contact. We're always looking for guests. Uh, oh, I love it. Yeah, and you can find that pretty, pretty much Chef's kiss. I just had a chef's kiss. <laughs> I'm just like, yes! Um, but you can find that everywhere uh. podcasts are found uh, also. And we're on Twitter at in underscore Granat. So check that out. Uh, so Ian and Lauren, next time, we always let our guests pick the next film that we're doing. So what, what's coming down the barrel? So we're going to give you one uh, that we did a while ago that is... Uh, haunted our dreams ever since. <laughs> so you both are going to do uh, an episode on Bubble Boy. Oh my god! Oh. Good. Oh, Ian, that's so evil. Yes. The Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The first entrant in the Gyllenhaal of Fame, Bubble Boy. My my hero, Jake Gyllenhaal. I love him to death. And and for some reason he thought he was going to be a teen star. Knowing, knowing me, I'm going to somehow make a uh, uh, like a bridge film between Bubble Boy and Nightcrawler. Somehow I'll make it happen. <laughs> Love it. Do Love sorry, it. I just read the description. Love it. It was the the premise of the movie. I cannot wait for this now. I mean, it can't yeah, be worse yeah, yeah. than Son of It's so. equally 
No, 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 no. It's 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 better than Son-in-Law. It is equally the most 2020 movie and the least 2020 <laughs> mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Amazing. baffling in many, many ways. It's a weird a follow-up film. to this baffling mm-hmm. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Uh, mashup. But all right, so yeah. tune in next time for Bubble Boy 2. Electric oh, Bubble Boy. Well, <laughs> remember that, Madison. I don't have my notebook, right? Oh, I wrote it down. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you that one for free. Here. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So, for the Equalizers, I'm Madison Jones. I'm Lauren Thompson. I'm Ian Gears. I'm Mike Knoll. To be continued. First, take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms, and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it You barely even gotta move your butt Come on man, now follow my lead Or we'll do the two-step strut Come on, hands with me